I am Stephen Gregory Smith. And I'm Matt Connor. Places, everyone. It's time for... The Connor and Smith Show! Thank you, Places. Who just came right to Places is Eddie Spaghetti. Thank you, Eddie Spaghetti. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Diet Dr. Pepper. Just kidding. Um, So what's our art project tonight and why? Mm. Well... Dramatic pause. Was that Sputnik? This is going to sound really incredible because people just... Tonight's project is of Las Vegas. Welcome. It's a... Okay, for those who need translation, that... Hi, Tessa. This is Welcome to Las Vegas is the coloring page. Actually, fabulous. Fabulous Las Vegas. Fabulous Las Vegas. Why are we picking this tonight? Because we are going tonight to the West Coast. Yes. That's why I don't have on a hoodie or a vest. Oh, I do have a hoodie on. Well, you're gonna get hot because it's, it's, whoops. The camera just did this. Our cameraman is drunk, people. Okay. Okay, Uh, so we're we're coloring. Sorry. Welcome to fabulous Las Vegas this evening. Um, Um, Our guest is Cheryl Darrow, who resides in Las Vegas, is a producer and We'll hear all about that and all of her amazing project projects coming up. Yep. Um, we we're calling in a little later tonight because she is probably three hours behind us. Yeah, so that's correct. Yes. We um, are excited to learn a lot about what they're producing out there on the West Coast, mm-hmm. how they're surviving during COVID. And how their streaming platform works and everything. Yep. So all of that tonight. Um, what else? It's a beautiful day here in Virginia. Gorgeous, gorgeous weather. We are in Virginia testing. <laughs> in case you didn't know. Um, so the wish box that we made the other night, we have not. We're gonna, we're gonna maybe ask our guest uh, to make a wish. Um, but we also like to hear from all of you. If you have a wish you'd like us to put in the wish box, go to the Connor and Smith page, comment on the wish box photo, and show the wish box. Oh, I'm kind of tethered. It's gonna be growing, right? You're gonna be adding more stuff to it. Yeah. It's, it's a wish box in progress, just like my life. It is. <laughs> This is this studio is embarrassing to be com- completely honest. I mean, oh, here we go. There it is. There it is. The wish box. It says, "I wish." I wish more than anything. Yes. So, and it's realistic grass too. Look at that. Yep. This was not made by a ten-year-old, but by me. And so you your go. wish box goes in here, just like the Valentine's Day at school, and. Um, so if you have a wish, this was inspired by, uh, and we'll get, we're going to talk about this probably for the next couple of weeks. Um, I am uh, helping to produce, my company, Nevermore Records, is uh, producing um, Susan Derry's last year's Christmas cabaret, and it's called I Wish It So. So, no, not I Wish It So, So. There's a bad segue. I wish it's, it so, so. No, I wish, I wish it, it so. so. Period. And and Stephen had the brilliant idea to, to for everyone to kind of make a wish because um, Stephen's, uh, Susan's wish, sorry, I'm looking at the dog. Susan's wish, too much Dr. Pepper. Susan's wish has now become a realized thing and we're asking other people to make a wish and uh, 
putting it out there to maybe also be realized. So that's what we are doing. And and if you have it in your heart or know somebody who does, who wants to donate to Susan Derry's album, uh, I Wish It So, it's on Indiegogo. Um, yep, just look up Indiegogo, Indiegogo, type in Susan Derry, and off you go. Off to the races you yep. are. You can find all the information on my Facebook page or Susan's Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, what else? Uh, I guess we're just going to color Las Vegas and talk to Cheryl Darrow, and um, that's going to be what happens next. So, Oh, and if anyone's watching, and I'm sure none of you are, there is a brand new Easter tree. Oh, right behind me. Behind Stevens. Is that your right ear or left ear on TV? Well, on TV, it I've never to done so. Right? It is. So it is my right. So Stevens' right ear, there is an Easter tree uh, that was decorated by the Easter Bunny. No, it was decorated by me. Um, well, you know, just has Easter eggs. It just has Easter eggs, that's all. It's a Christmas tree with Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. And carrots. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to keep it light and happy. It's, As you uh, do. It's what it is right now. Alright, so we will be right back. For those of you watching on live, uh, later on I'll put the actual podcast up on Facebook but at, and all platforms. But uh, we will catch you soon with Cheryl Darrow after this break. Bye! Bye. Hello, Cheryl. Hi. Can you hear us okay? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes. Perfect. Hi, Cheryl. It's Matt. Hi, Matt. I have a, I have a pug on my lap. So if you hear any sort of like Hi. odd pug noises, yeah, <laughs> he's he's it's being really you. really snarfly tonight. So I love. There's snarfly just... is good. All Where the... are you? I am in LA right now. Um, at my my little crash pad in the city. Um, if you can hear voices and drilling. <laughs> It's also not me. That is a, a bed being built in another room. So uh, it's exciting. I can hear them. So if you get to hear them too, you can hear the, the thrill and joy of people putting together furniture. I think it would be an interesting show to have you put together a bed while we're talking to you. I mean, we should do that next time. That's, we that's just put content. together things. Yeah, I think I mean, that, we're about creativity. <laughs> so Amazing. Cheryl... We met in the, the 2013 Signature Theater production of Miss Saigon. We did. And Good you times. are our second, no, our third, fourth uh, Miss Saigon alum that's been on this show. Because we had Tom Sesma, Diane Huey, and Gannon mm-hmm. O'Brien a few weeks ago. Love so that. the hits keep coming. Should we change the name of our show? <laughs> <laughs> we miss you, Miss Saigon. Yeah, it's called Missing Saigon. Missing Saigon. Oh. Missing Saigon. It's like the sequel of of Miss Saigon. We're we're like featuring, yeah. And it's it's all about the American dream side of it. It's what happens to everyone as they they leave Saigon. And we follow the engineer 
or maybe Gigi because she kind of disappears, isn't she? She just yeah. like disappears from the the show completely, and then you know, I imagine she shows up in Bangkok <laughs> at some point. Um, and then so this you is, know, maybe we follow. This is like Act Two of Into the Woods, but it's Miss Saigon, so it's even sadder. <laughs> I hope not, but I hope <laughs> not. It's pretty tragic, the first one. Maybe we make this like the comedy element of it, and we do, uh, you know, never mind. That sounds awful now that I'm <laughs> thinking about it out loud. That sounds like a very not appropriate thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Sharon, um, what do you love about L.A.? My goodness. Uh, I like the vibe. The city itself has an energy that's very unique. It's, uh, I have locations to stay in in vegas la and new york and the description that i have for each is very different but la has i want to say it's like new york light i live on the east side of la so i'm kind of in echo park if people are familiar with echo park silver lake and it kind of gives me vibes like brooklyn um and maybe astoria it has that feel but la itself weather is nice er Sometimes in the East Coast, right? So wintertime, you're not dealing with snow. Uh, and the, the weather is mild, so that's nice. But really, um, I'm a California girl. I was born and raised in the Bay Area. And so L.A. is kind of that hybrid New York, kind of San Francisco. And that's where I, I feel like that, that energy sits. Gives you a little edge, a little grit, but definitely still laid back like California vibe would be. Did you also study in California? I studied in New York. Um, New York, L.A., San Jose. (laughs) Um, I've been all over the place in terms of studying. Um, I finished my kind of acting training in New York City at Atlantic Theater School. Uh, Went to their conservatory program. And prior to that, I was studying theater. Uh, I did a couple of programs, and I say this, because I literally feel like I've gone to a few universities. I was, I get bored very easily when I was younger. And so I was at UCLA for a program. Then I, before that I was at San Jose state for some programs. And then before that, I actually studied at the Academy of art in San Francisco to do film, which is uh, a fun fact because my mother said, you're going to get a degree, Cheryl. And I said, okay, I'm going to art school and going to get a film degree. So that's essentially how that worked out. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been, it's been a full education around the United States, let's say that. That's really impressive, um, first of all. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you don't need me on this show, Steve. <laughs> I, I'm oh good. My, oh, stop. Stop it. Um, so, oh, gosh. Uh, I... I just want to explain to the audience, and I know I said this in the episode with Diana and Tom and Gannon, it was such a, I mean, every cast is special, but it was such a different and special experience in that show. We also had Sellers on. And we had Sellers on. That's right. It's the fifth person. It's the fifth person. Yeah. So I I know where this is headed, I guess, next week. There's a lot of, yeah. There's a lot of. reunion show. (laughs) <laughs> strong uh friendships were made during that yeah. show and remain to this day mm-hmm. even you know catching up with you before uh talking to you tonight was so mm-hmm. great because i think we chat here and there on like you know yeah. uh dog questions or whatever else we've yeah. talked about in the past uh projects oh, 
-hmm. Can you tell us about um, your current main business venture and what you guys have been doing to get through the pandemic? Yeah, my goodness. Um, So after Saigon um, and during Saigon, actually, as well, um, I run a 501c3 organization called Monday's Dark out in Las Vegas, and it's dedicated to essentially raising money for other local charities through the arts. Uh, We've been doing it for, we're in the eighth year now, uh, and that program pretty much is based on events. Uh, We host live, or we'll talk about that in a second. We host live concerts, essentially uh, bi-weekly, or uh, I think it's bi-weekly. Is that the right word? Every two weeks? Bi-weekly? I never know. It's like, that's one of those weird, like, annual uh, anyway, so um, every two weeks we throw uh, a 90-minute variety show featuring the talent from the Las Vegas Strip, and we throw parties. So essentially when you attend a Monday's Dark event, you are benefiting one organization in Las Vegas, and that organization is our featured for the evening. You're going to get crazy awesome entertainment. Every ticket in-house uh, is $20 and all of that that ticket sales and a little silent auction that we put together goes to that organization. We raise $10,000 every time we do that show. Uh, and that was kind of the first organization or the first piece of the puzzle. As we grew and grew and grew, the, the popularity of it um, was great because in Vegas, you know, the cabaret scene, the New York feel, that that vibe is actually not quite as prevalent in that town. So we ended up coming into this kind of niche pocket of where, you know, we were providing entertainment in a unique way, but that entertainment also was for a cause. So it ended up being way more successful than expected, which is wonderful. But through that, we were able to kind of create a brick and mortar. So we have a venue now called The Space, and The Space has been open since 2017. We have been functioning out of that home uh, for those three years, and Monday's Dark now is there instead of being hosted at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino, which was a wonderful home for that show for a long time. Uh, So we've been running the space as a venue, also the home of Monday's Dark, and it also houses our production company called Martian Entertainment, and through that is kind of more of our developmental projects, producing new works out of Martian entertainment and in the space at the same time, doing a lot of uh, philanthropic work or uh, producing shows for charities and things like that. We can do that as well through Martian entertainment. Um, So yeah, it's kind of this really beautiful trinity of companies and these passion projects that have become reality. Uh, And our dream, my husband and I, uh, has been to always be able to provide community, family, to develop new talent, to develop local Vegas talent, to give back to the, you know, the world through what we do best, which is throw parties and sing. (laughs) So, so yeah, so we've we've been doing some crazy, crazy things. And in terms of COVID, uh, which was definitely a very... Wow, what a crazy change for the entertainment and the live entertainment community. Uh, we were able to, to pivot is the word that is used often uh, quickly oh, yes. to uh, adjust our programming from fully live productions into 
a live stream platform that we had happened to set up because my husband is Canadian, his family is in Canada, and he wanted a way to show to show Monday's Dark to his family. So he's like, well, let's set up some cameras and do kind of a live stream and then my family can watch in Canada Monday's Dark Live. And so uh, in 2019, we lucked out. We were already setting up cameras. We already had uh, the back ends getting set up and we were already test running live streams to kind of test sound and audio, uh, you know, what platforms we're gonna use. So by the time COVID hit in March of 2020, or, you know, for us, we shut down um, at that point. Uh, we were already set up with this live stream capability, uh, which allowed us to continue our mission with Monday's Dark and still raise funds over COVID. So a fun fact, and this is kind of something that we don't talk about often enough, I think, and, and this is definitely a because of our team at Monday's Dark, is we raised not only our ten thousand, we we raised not only our ten thousand dollars per charity that were allotted for 2020. We actually successfully made that goal happen. Is we also did a telethon for the Actors Fund, and we raised one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars in that show. Wow! That one show by itself, and we executed that with our tiny, tiny team because we were able to live stream and be on a national platform. Um, you know, and also too, just dis discovering things like Zoom, we were discovering around the same time and we were able to Zoom in calls live to, you know, our telethon broadcast and get some pretty cool people to jump on board and say, hey, and, and uh, we were able to raise a lot of money under the Actors Fund umbrella and also created a way with them that, that all of those funds came back to Las Vegas entertainment community. So all of that money came back. Uh, so it was kind of a nice little way to give back to entertainment and then also, um, you know, continue our mission of, of Monday's Dark. And then from there, we were able to continue on at the space, producing concerts, uh, you know, for entertainers who obviously were not performing on the strip. Uh, we were able to pr produce private concerts and things for them because they were able to live stream people to put, um, you know, record their work to send to corporate events. It was it was kind of this beautiful, uh, what's the word? When anything, everything falls into place. That's what I want to say. Um, Synergistic. Yes, that works. I, I love it. Let's use it. Um, <laughs> and that's, yeah, that it all kind of fell into place. And it was that really amazing moment when we shut down and we actually were able to spend time. And I'm sure, you know, you two probably can feel me on this is like, oh, it's us now. <laughs> My husband and I were like, huh, let's enjoy each other for this period of time before we go back to work. Um, and, and in those moments, we were able to kind of come up with these solutions to this COVID live theater situation. Um, so we're back. Hopefully we're here. <laughs> your your husband's here. name is uh, Mark. Yes. Um, Mark Chanel. Mark Mm -hmm. I never know how to say it. Great. Chinook. Chinook. Okay. Chinook the Canuck. That's how he likes to say it. Chinook, <laughs> Chinook also is a salmon and also Chinook helicopters, which are like military helicopters. Um, and I think uh, right. he said that uh, Chinook means, I feel like in a native language of Canada, means a warm wind, which is a very funny reference to, if you know my husband, um, because he likes the jokes. 
And so I'm like, you're a warm wind. And I don't know what level this, this podcast is at, <laughs> but you know what I'm oh, saying? I, so <laughs> I read you loud and clear and I'm so happy that he's uh, Canadian because of that, you yeah. had the streaming all in place. I mean, yeah. so, and so I, I think a warm wind in Canada probably is important when it oh, gets chilly. Yeah. It's very important under the. Cover. It's a welcomed thing. <laughs> yes. Welcome to Canada. A warm wind a is what's warm on the signs. Wind. Yeah. It keeps the bed warm at night. Exactly. So, <laughs> so what um, can you tell us about what uh, platforms you guys are streaming on that mm-hmm. we could find you? Yeah. Uh, Monday's Dark, we stream for free, which is really awesome. And we like, I think that might change soon as we come back to bringing people back in the house. But right now, you can see Monday's Dark on mondaysdark.com. Every two weeks, our calendar is there. And you just click live stream. And when the show starts, it turns on. So you can kind of see what I call our flagship show, right? It's our, our big show that, like I said, everything is based off of Monday's Dark. You can also go on Facebook and on our Facebook page and check it out there. Um, for our regular concerts uh, and other projects and things like that, you can go to the Space LV, so the Space Las Vegas, thespacelv.com. Uh, and that platform that we're on is Stellar, which is an amazing app. So if, if there are people out there that don't know what that app is, what it's magic is what it is. It's a fantastic platform. So uh, it's an app you can put on your phone, but it also is an app that is on your television. So if you have a smart TV or a way to mirror, and this is like, you know, you're going to have to ask your, your kids or your, <laughs> your, your friends that are in the know of how to use that tech, you can watch. A, or Google. Or Go, uh, the Googles is always, always a good place to start. But you can go on Stellar and click, you know, buy your tickets. That platform is a very easy platform to use. Once you buy your tickets, it literally is a little button on your um, your app that pops up, you click on that and you're instantly in the stream, which is really amazing as well. So Stellar is the platform uh, that we're currently on. Uh, Broadway World has some of our shows we do uh, that are specific for Broadway content. And then what we're moving into is a platform called Sessions Live, which is an international platform that is mainly right now musicians um, and kind of kind of interesting. Um, I, have a, I have a student that I teach that just auditioned for them. Uh, a lot of their content is is in Asia, so the, a lot of the the audiences are in Asia, but internationally as well is is pretty pretty amazing. But they're really in kind of this up and coming vibe, so that you're going to see some really great people that kind of remind me of like buskers back in the day in New York City, where you can see some amazing talent that you wouldn't be able to see. But it also allows the artists to do things like take requests and also get tips, right? So you can tip your artists if you like them. Um, and it's it's actually quite awesome. And right now they're uh, taking a few of our, our pieces. So we're actually producing uh, from Martian Entertainment side, a Broadway festival, which is gonna include, um, right now we have Adam Pascal, we have Carmen Cusack, uh, Carrie St. Louis, uh, Sydney Winters, and they're going to do a, a set essentially from the space and and uh, take our live stream and put put it up on sessions live, which is going to be really great. Um, uh, yeah. And can you can you tell me like, just um, out of curiosity, like, 
did you just do research and find these other platforms or how did that come into, Ooh. you know, come to be? Magic. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was kind of a mutual courting, I would say. So what was really, what's really wonderful. And, and as uh, you know, hopefully people come and t- check us out online at the space is what we've come into is a wonderful production side of of our content so what they what people are seeing out in the world right now is phenomenal lighting audio five cameras so content that we produce is quite quite professional and i think uh it was kind of in the beginning broadway world was uh and i think a few others that kind of courted us just because they're like well you're able to produce can we send talent to you um and so it was kind of like we didn't really have to search too far because we were ahead of the game in so many ways. And when people were still trying to figure out how they were going to, you know, be able to produce content in a different route, a live live uh, events and things like that, we were kind of already doing it. So we were very fortunate right. to be ahead of the curve by at least, I would say, three to six months ahead of where people were like, oh, maybe we should look into this. We were already there. So lucky for us so doing so doing a show Mm -hmm. there at the space uh let's just talk about the people in the space how many technicians how many technicians do you have actually do you need to actually uh produce the the event that night so um let's just say we do a cabaret so we just produced I, i mentioned adam pascal so we just produced his show um at the space what that requires is a very minimal staff it's mostly um when we are just putting things in the can, right? So when we actually were not allowed to have people in house, we're actually allowed to have people in house this year. So we've been, uh, you know, with half half of a house, which is about 50 people can be in person at our events. Before that was really just a TV crew, if you think about it. So it's, uh, I would say three camera people and um, sound, audio, lighting, stage manager, and then we do have what we call of our, our AV positions, which is, is uh, you know, um, someone who is actually live switching and then one who actually handles the LED wall uh, behind the stage. So all the virtual visual content that would be put on top of the, um, uh, whatchamacallit, on, on the stage, we have someone that handles that. So there's a live switch, uh, you know, director per se that's behind the scenes. So it's actually quite small. And what was really great, again, over COVID is we didn't we actually added positions to our team rather than take them away. So we were still able to keep our staff together throughout this this period of time. It was pretty, pretty awesome. So, so Cheryl, is all of that camera work uh, like the direction of when to pan in or pan yeah. away or whatever? Is all of that done kind of on the fly yeah. in, in the emotion of the moment? Or does Adam say, hey, can we run through this song and talk about how I want this to look? It goes both ways. It goes both ways. So okay. certain, like okay. Monday's Dark, because we already know the format, we know where to go. But it's really, you want to think of it as just like a live TV event, right? So I always like equate it to like the Carol Burnett show or like, you know, Jerry Lewis telethon, the way that those are done are on the fly. So it actually is this beautiful hybrid of what I've done my entire life, which is TV film and brought in theater producing on both sides of it um, is this really cool place where we're at right now. But yeah, the answer is, you know, we, we definitely ask the artists like, Hey, 
you know, I have a sick guitar solo and this fourth song. So we just make sure that we have our cameraman that that um, goes there and he knows what the set is. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a you know, we the way that we advance the shows, the way that we, you know, get information from them, we just uh, make it work. But yeah, it's 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 still live. Like that's what's so beautiful about it. That everything can be directed. Um, we're actually going to be producing a book play coming this fall, um, and we're going to be. That'll be exciting because that's an actual full book play. So that'll be directed for the stage and also directed for the camera, right? So that's exciting. That'll be a really cool thing. And I think that's in October, September. September will be our first book show. And so you will you, you will have live audience responses yes. coming into the feed as yes. well. Yeah. 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 So can you can you tell listeners about kind of like like you told me the other night, the shape of your space and yeah. what why it allows you to do what you're doing and also like what is safe right. distance from performers right. to audience. So what's um amazing and again, one of those things where Mark and I just looked at each other like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. How did this happen? It just fell into place. The space, the main space venue itself is 30, about 3,300 square feet. It's a rectangle. And the stage is actually on one end of the long length. So our house is actually quite long. <laughs> it's a deep house. And it's a warehouse space. It's a basic square of cement floors. You know, we have an elevated stage that's elevated three feet um, off the ground. Um, and that's, you know, we like the vibe. It's not like a real theater space it's kind of like a, an event space right it feels like a raw event space so the distance mm -hmm. that uh was a regulation from once we were able to start having people back in house is 25 feet from the stage which when we mapped it out on our floor we're like oh my gosh can we do this was exactly half of the house like so halfway through our venue it created a square and so the back half of the venue we were like oh my gosh we can actually have 12 cabaret tables in our in our audience so in front of that 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 line is where we put our camera set up so you were essentially like a live studio audience watching a taping of a sitcom live um so that was pretty amazing so that's how we were able to to do that and before that again we you know our cameras um the width of our our house i think is like 30 feet across or something. So three cameramen in that space on, you know, was already socially distant. We also have our crew in um, kind of backstage area, which used to be for like staff, uh, sorry, used to be for talent and like green room. But again, we don't have talent or green room necessary and that size anymore. So we actually moved kind of video village and our techs over there. So they're equally distant. So our venue happens to be the perfect layout for this kind of production. And also as people came back six feet across, you know, each table was socially distant uh, across and back. And I was like, we looked at this and we we're like, we can actually make this happen. Um, everything is safe. And in fact, the Nevada regulations were changed. So now it's 12 feet from the stage rather than 25 feet from the stage. So a lot more venues other than us are going to be able to open because 25 feet from a stage in some of these venues, live venues on the strip and, you know, around Vegas was the house depth, right? <laughs> Front to back. 
So again, one of those things where we were like, my goodness, we can actually make this work. And we'd never, you know, we, we survived. Let's just say that we're, we're above water. We're not underwater. Um, and we're here. So we think that is a successful thing. (laughs) Um, yeah. So all of our staff at the space as well is, um, you know, tested regularly. We, we do a weekly test on everybody during COVID. Um, and you, we were very, very strict. Even our performers coming in house over COVID had to have a test prior to coming to the venue. If we had someone who tested positive, we would cancel the show no matter what we would make sure that show was canceled. (laughs) And we did have a few of those shows where that happened um, over COVID. And we just rescheduled it, you know, because obviously we needed to kind of, you know, figure it out. But we were all kind of figuring it out together, um, you know, as everyone else was trying to figure it out as well. But again, every time some something came up, something in our world made sense and we were able to kind of move forward safely. And again, we're Mark and I are so very much like I I don't think I left my house unless I went to the space. And then even then, I didn't even go to the space. <laughs> I would stay at home and maybe watch the stream and kind of check things um, up that way. But um, it was very, very safe. There was, uh, you know, there's regulations on how what entrances people came in and out of. We followed those to a T. COVID compliance officers, I feel like two or three of our stage managers are fully trained, temperature checks from our security and door people, all of the things. Every single person in the in-house answers a questionnaire when they walk into the building. It's it's pretty it's it's okay. You know, in the beginning it was a little interesting, right? I don't know how it was for you guys, but in the beginning you're kind of kind of trying to feel it out. But um, you know, as we go, everyone's kind of getting comfortable with it and masks and course everyone still wears a mask in house. That is a, uh, absolutely a rule at the space. Like only if you're eating and drinking directly, you are absolutely not going to be um, allowed to be in the space without that. It Well, it, it occurs to me that this is, I mean, this example, even listening to it is like a really great example of how mm-hmm. to think about yeah. moving on hybridly. Um, as we wait for Mm -hmm. herd immunity to take Mm -hmm. place through vaccination. Um, And this could be a great model, even for people who are like, I'm thinking of that. I'm trying to think, I was immediately thinking of the uh, Mm -hmm. shape of your space and what is similar in local theaters. And I thought, wow, Signature Mm -hmm. has that really long and, you know, rectangle lobby wonder if they could do something with that i know they're doing other things and they don't need my advice but i think this is really fascinating to kind of rethink Mm -hmm. your space and how you use it and what you can do because what i think what is missing from just as as an observer to the live streams of many different things it's missing that that relationship with the audience right so even Mm -hmm. if it's like 12 tables distance mm-hmm. you have a human element and a you know and sure. the, the, oh For the audience sure. is part of the Energy show always. instantly changes even yeah. if it's six people like you know 12 people period you'll be surprised what the change is for you know it just brings it back and it's again and again you're right it's thinking of it just a little bit differently than before just a little bit not too much 
Mm-hmm. We need the laugh and the applause. Absolutely. We need it. It's the fuel. Absolutely. And even, you know, even on mm-hmm. stage, right? So our our band, again, again, another really amazing thing about our space is that the size of our stage allows us to have a band. We put, you know, now again, like all of the stipulation, you know, every every region has a different, you know, regulations and things like that. Um, but just the ability to have live like more than a piano, even that, it's just, it's, it's amazing. I'm hoping that people kind of can figure out really great ways to kind of come back in a unique way. And I think that's the new norm, to be honest, you know, I honestly think that's the new norm. Let's like go with it um, and make live events televised, (laughs) televised. I, I do think that hybrid hybrid is going to be the way. And I think our unions and stuff have yeah. been trying to fight for a way to do that for a long time. And this kind of mm-hmm. forced them into this. So this, this dare I say, may find a way to, to make uh, yeah. both, both uh, artists and theatrical yeah. houses some more money and make their, their, their and audience what an worldwide. what amazing thing that is, know? right? And, and I will say this, um, and, and this is obviously a humble opinion on it, is that, you know, so I, the, the venues, and I feel like the people are very ready, the people who are producing are very ready to produce in this new way. What we're finding in general is this kind of, not like relaxed approach, like to rights and content and things like that. You know, I mean, we can be creative. We're artists. That's what's so brilliant about, you know, the world that we live in is that we have this ability to create things that never have happened before. But what we're dealing with on kind of like you speak of unions and kind of, you know, I'm thinking like MTI and kind of and I'm not calling them out or anything because they're doing a fabulous job. But, you know, those kind of places where, hey, let's say, you know, this really small community theater wants to produce a show what they can't do is live stream so you've kind of cut them off but also too like the possibility there um we just haven't figured out the logistics for them they don't think that they've figured it out but you know on my end i'm already thinking okay well live stream is meant to not not be captured right unless you obviously pirate it which everyone does (laughs) if you go to a show i've seen pirated content from people right so it's going to happen you can also, you know, but sure. on our end, we're selling tickets, right? So live stream is a, we've pro- proven that the live stream can make money for an artist and can make money for a venue and the producers, right? So why haven't we seen more action on this other side, right? Where we can give us the permission, essentially what we're asking for, to produce the work in a way that is new. It's kind of slow to catch up to it, which is kind of interesting to me there's um i mean like you can throw this out there of broadway theaters right is why isn't there a broadway theater that has done what the space has done and just thrown up five cameras um and done a show it's because the people with the rights don't allow you to do that right because there's not any any kind of structure in place to allow you to produce that show where they can say that's okay so it's bizarre to me because Broadway could open, right? And they could sell live stream tickets for each performance like we're doing already. You can buy a Thursday night live stream ticket to, let's say, you know, Miss Saigon. And why why haven't we done that yet? 
why haven't we said let's let the cast come in and I know certain shows like Miss Saigon is absolutely not the example but like a two-person show a, a smaller production of something where you can be safe and we've proven things like the bubble I don't you know sports has proven the bubble works so why can't we put people in a bubble and produce a show and sell tickets it's uh I know it's there's more to that and I'm a very small piece of the puzzle but it's just interesting to me. I feel like we. Well, interestingly enough, our mm -hmm. our Silver Bell show that's licensed through a younger kind of licensing company just uh, basically got us to agree to yes. streaming rights for that show. And that's it's not every artist or creative team is up for that or whatever. But I yeah. think we're like, yeah, the more the merrier, like absolutely get the show out there but it it is dependent on whatever house owns the rights and what mm -hmm. their view on it is and if it's i i maintain it, that this is a younger company that kind of sees the yeah, future I seeing your show you know on there and that's what made me think of you a while back i was like oh i know that show oh they're under this umbrella hey let's see if we can make that happen um yeah and it's it's just interesting to me that i mean the money potential there Think of Broadway, you know, you have, you have to be in, in New York to see Broadway, right? You have to be in New York to see that. Imagine if you don't have to be in New York to see that. And then what, what, what an amazing Absolutely. thing for a person who has never been to New York or can't afford or able to go or to able to see a Broadway show. That's able to what's travel. So amazing to me. That is well, amazing. I, we could. We would have probably never purchased yeah. tickets for Hamilton. And so one morning well, during the know, pandemic, can't afford them. That's why. <laughs> one morning one morning during the pandemic, I see that someone has posted on YouTube this like two hour version of Hamilton. I'm like, this cannot be Hamilton. And so I click it on it and clearly Good someone did put it on YouTube <laughs> and I couldn't. I could not yeah. stop watching the show. And, and, and then, of course, when it was on Disney Plus, yeah. we watched it again. But I was like, "Oh my god, this yes. is what everyone's talking about! This is amazing!" Tell but I, I had an idea. Now, I'm stealing. No, I'm you can steal I'm this stealing. idea. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. The space has auditions in L.A., uh, New York, for the real world style show where 20 actors I'm, live I'm in a in. bubble in the space i'm so in i don't even hear the i don't even need to hear the rest of it no, 20 I, I, no. let's do it 20 20 musicians are, are actors singers they all they all have to be performers because they have to rotate <laughs> the sets of you know what days they're going to perform the other people become the audience and they create great. their own bubble and it becomes well, like a reality this. show that think people about watch. this like there are there are people out there who've done cruise ship con contracts you're in a bubble doing a cruise ship contract. Why we've done it before. So it's, this is like not new and not a new idea. And with each cruise ship rotating shows within that, you know, uh, it's essentially in rep. There's, it's this, this is a contract and a, 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 a possibility, right? This is not like a whole entirely new idea. It's just that we're not doing it on a cruise ship. You're doing it on land. Right. Think of, um, you know, I'm thinking of my very first production of Miss Saigon, which was at Gateway Playhouse in Long Island. 
or Long Island, as I was corrected. Um, and <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you live in a farm. I like literally lived in, in I lived my best Summerstock dreams. Um, this it reminds me of the movie that Gene Kelly was in called Summerstock with I think it was Judy Garland. And they live on farm. They do a show at in a barn. And that's the same thing. So, you know, I get Broadway is difficult, you know, but Vegas, right? So I'm living in a in my own bubble out in the desert, and I I have essentially my own cruise ship in the middle of the desert. There's no reason why. I mean, right. again, I go back to like the small-minded, simple person. Um, why we couldn't create a bubble? Top rank boxing, which is what my husband works um, currently. They were the first to create the bubble for the sports side, right? They literally put everybody in a bubble from uh, ESPN to top rank side in uh, at MGM. And you pretty much live there. My husband would have to go in, get tested. He would be there for the week, essentially Wednesday through Saturday until the fights were done. And then he was able to come home. Um, but there are some talent or some of the crew that literally lived there for a month or two over the summer of last year while they were shooting because of COVID. And I'm like in my brain and my producer brain and Cheryl's going like, so there's no shows in casinos right now. And our houses here in, in Vegas are Broadway sized houses, right? They're huge. They were built like the Venetian theater, I think is 2,500 seats and it's gorgeous. It was the Phantom of the Opera theater. You know, the win had you know spam a lot mm -hmm. like we had a season of like of of theater so it was it's possible those theaters are empty right now they're not being used i'm going in my brain like why isn't broadway just moved to move to vegas you put everybody in a casino hotel vegas they have a floor you're in a bubble they can afford to do the testing at this point why not like create that and then you know you can guarantee ish just like on a cruise ship you can't guarantee anything but that once you're in you're in and then that's it you, you do your show just like a regional contract would be you come out but you have content you have a show there's that option right and of course smaller venues can't really maybe they can but maybe that's something to think about but really we've already been doing it summer sock theater rep we're in this kind of isolated situation and all we do is perform. That's, that's kind of part of what that could be. Um, but yeah, there's, I feel like there's a lot of options out there, but the, the one that is mind boggling to me that hasn't like been fire for theater people in general is this like live stream element. And I don't know if it's necessarily, again, I live in a bubble in Las Vegas and we just, again, came from a very a space where we were very fortunate and very lucky to be able to do what we do that, um, you know, they wouldn't invest in that and kind of say, OK, we can't have audiences right now, but let's see if we can get our performers safe. Um, you know, let's see what shows we can do to make it work. And then maybe we offer this hybrid version of theater. Not only does it allow it to happen and be produced. But the, uh, the reach in general of live stream, it's crazy. Like the stuff that we're producing at the space has an opportunity to have international and global visibility. So anything we do at the space right. could be seen. You know, we've had people watching from Australia. We've had people watching from L London and England. We've had people watching from the Philippines. So 
you know, it's what a wonderful way to share a once I, you know, you must be here yeah. live. Yes. The answer is yes. But yeah, man, like I would love to have my content kind of all over the place in that way. So, you know, I think we've come into an interesting spot. COVID is opened eyes and, you know, forced people to change and update and do the thing. And I think like moving forward, theater has an, a shot to not be so, and I'm not saying it is, but, you know, a way to be more accessible, right? Because it's the one genre where you have equal amount right. of talent and equal amount of like celebrityism, I would say, like kind of that commercialism where you absolutely just can't turn on a TV and switch it on. And I say that only because, you know, right. when you think of Hollywood compared to like Broadway, the more recognizable is Hollywood. And why is that? Because it's just more accessible. And, you know, you're, you're going right. to know more about the, the screenwriters in Hollywood because their work is on TV. It's what is accessible. So if we can make theater right. accessible in the new genre, which this is already, I think we're going to be just fine coming back out of it. I would love to mm -hmm. like touch base with you again in the fall and kind of just like see what the progress has been. Cause <laughs> I, I would love to touch base with yeah. myself in the fall and wonder what I know differently. But I, I, I honestly think you've, you've post posited a lot of, um, great mm. examples and like brainstorming for other theaters to figure out what they can do. And I think it's really important. Um, I want to get the international <laughs> space station to watch one show so we can sell tickets that says from space, I the love space that. to space. I think come we can make that happen. <laughs> That's what's so crazy. This is why I like you. Matthew thinks like, big. We are big I, I thinkers. think big. We need the big thinkers. To get... <laughs> we need more organized big thinkers. <laughs> I'm I'm calling out to all organized big thinkers to come reach out to us. Yeah, we can, we, and we will make more big ideas. Yeah, we can call the guy. We can call the uh, the astronaut from um, the ISS who's now yeah. here that's running for the Senate, right? <laughs> oh, sure, and anything's we, possible. And now to say, hey, look, do you yeah. have? Any, we just want a couple I of mean, self code yeah, numbers. Just, just, just put us call? in touch. <laughs> just get us up there. You know, maybe they can selfie and Great. send it back. I mean, whatever it is, I think we can make it happen. But you know, oh yeah, it'd be great to have NASA as a NASA sponsor. NASA sponsoring <laughs> the space in space from space. I think that's those are right, right. Well, then, <laughs> then you could do Broadway in space. I, I mean, at the space. I love oh this. my god! Yeah. So, Cheryl, like, Let's I'm, I'm it. dead serious. I'd Let's love to have it. you back in the fall and like compare notes. Um, it's it's really uh, important what you're doing out there because not only are you keeping afloat your business, but that means the world to all the people you employ and the, the people that you're, yeah. as a producer, that your projects employ, the artists. It's been such mm -hmm. a horrific year plus, you know, for artists. This, this past week mm -hmm. has been yet another, yeah. like, horrible week in the world, in the country. And... I, we created a wish box this week um, where it, it's related to another project, wow. but also like all projects, all projects. And we're asking uh, our guests to, 
if they have a wish for something, anything in the world, make the wish. I will write mm. it down and put it in this wish box. If you have a wish to make, what Ooh, would your wish be? That's a big be? one. Uh, well, current current climate right now, um, yeah. and I'm I'm Filipino American because I know we're on, we're not video. Um, my current wish right now is healing this divide. And I feel very strongly about, you know, the actions that are happening in the world against Asian, Asian American, AAPI, I can keep going. And, you know, there's, there's been, we've just gone through so much, I think, in the last couple, you know, I think a lot emotionally, I, I wish for space and peace for people, I can definitely say that, to heal themselves because uh, a lot of hate is based on fear, right? And that's that's definitely one thing that I feel very strongly about is that when someone feels hatred, it's usually because they're not aware of something or they feel threatened. And that is basically based on, in my opinion, um, not knowing. And that's scary. Yeah, ignorance. Ignorance, ignorance. is also a strong word and i think people i'm not ignorant and that ignorance is just literally not knowing it like you just don't understand right you don't you don't have that as an exposure to yourself you don't know what that is so my wish for everybody is to just really kind of put their guard down um and learn and and see things maybe from a different perspective this is a very like heal the world and that's what i wish um but take take a second take stock and really take stock in yourself as a person and just see where you're at. Check in, because I think what's happening now is there's a lot of people checking other people <laughs> that are like checking other people instead of checking themselves. And I think a lot of people also um, find that scary. So I think that's where a lot of this kind of hatred is coming from, because now we've come to a stop on all of our pretty distractions and shiny things. And so let's just take a second and breathe and let's just be in the moment and let's just be hopeful for the future. My wish is, is peace in that way. This is, is, is a very specific thing that I hope that people take second in their day to just take stock on what is good and what is, is um, their world and maybe what they don't know about their world. And then from that place of peace, maybe take a different perspective and check it out. <laughs> I have just done a Cliff Thank Notes you. version of that Thank on this note. And you reminded me, I, I, I yeah. know where, I don't wanna take too much of your time. I, I wanted to, but you, you are working yeah. on uh, yes, was it a I Filipino am. festival? Yes, I can. I'm very, very excited. Can you speak about to it. that real quick? Um, this idea came about just because I like to throw parties, right? So that's what we do. Filipino culture is also quite fun and exciting. But again, with this political climate, with this social climate, with just everything that's going on, this is my kind of contribution back into the world to uh, kind of work towards that wish that I just gave you. Um, I'm doing a virtual festival that is going to be a music festival right now called the Marahuyo Festival. And that means enchanted in Tagalog or to charm. That's that word. 
Um, and that is June 10th, 11th and 12th. And that'll be live from the space. We will do a broadcast essentially from 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. Uh, of just straight content. So we're going to have performances from Broadway Barcada in New York. We have Latido that's going to be showcasing their talent as well in D.C. Um, we are going to have some live uh, entertainment that's going to be celebrity based, which I cannot share quite yet because it's not fully confirmed. But we'll do a big blowout party concert celebration to celebrate the Filipinos that I know in the arts, to celebrate the Filipinos that hopefully you know in the arts, and really just come together for something joyful and something that is cultural. So you're going to learn something watching our event this year, and you're going to just be entertained by the people around you. And I'm hoping that through this as a, as a you know, Filipino group, in general, that we can also take stock in what we are as people, right? And our, 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 our heart as Filipinos, but also take that and share that with others who may not fully understand or may not know a lot about. And you can all come and eat lumpia with us. <laughs> you can all have a good time watching, you know, <laughs> some really, I, I cannot wait to tell you what this lineup is going to be, but it is already pretty spectacular. And again, once we make our official announcement as the festival, that will be available to you on um, Sessions Live. And those tickets are going to be available around the world. Uh, we'll have like cool VIP moments that you can check in on, like Q&As with some stars, um, backstage access of our shows. Um, and really, this will be like a culmination of, again, kind of everything I've learned in my life up to this point and applying it to something that I'm very passionate about our proceeds of this show in line with Monday's Dark will go to uh, Filipino organizations around the world um, in the Bay Area, New York, DC, LA, Vegas, and the Philippines. So this will be a charitable event as well. I love that. Uh, funny enough, we have a guest next weekend Ooh. who's also Filipino and a violin player and singer and has pivoted in this yeah. COVID to making lumpia Yay. and different dishes for Food people and delivering life. it. Um, yes. So listen to that. Listen to that Love next it. weekend. You'll hear him and his take. And um, so, yes. Uh, thank you, Cheryl, for joining us. I learned so much. And I think that this is all really good yeah. um, information for people to kind of think how you guys seem like just a few months ahead of everyone too. else. Mm -hmm. So it's great to kind yeah. of figure out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so you. much for joining us. We love you. Please we miss do. you. We'll Please check do. in with you in the um, fall. Okay? Yeah. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to check in and keep you, you know, give you a good update of what's going on. And, and again, if anyone listening, you know, has any questions again, or, you know, kind of, you know, we're, we're here. We are here as, as Martian Entertainment Mondays Dark in the Space. I am here as a promoter of, you know, the arts through creating and producing. So, you know, there are people out there that think in this way and that are, you know, kind of the next step and the next place. Where can we go next? And they're, they're, they are out there. So, you know, please absolutely put my information out there. Check out Mondays Dark, the space and, and, uh, 
you know, I'll, I'll look forward to hearing from everybody. Mwah. All right. Love sounds you. perfect. We love you, Cheryl. Love you. We'll talk soon. Thank Take you, guys. Care. Love you. Talk soon. Bye. <laughs> So fascinating. Uh, Cheryl is such an innovator. Her like incredible approach to producing in the COVID era is a lesson and an example to everybody. I know restrictions and things are different, and you know, state per state. Um, in Las Vegas, might be a little different than this area, but it's still that outside the box thinking that I love of like, okay, what is safe? What is the standard that will be the next thing that happens? You know, I think hybrid is the thing of the future. It's gotta be because you can't give that freedom to go to a Broadway, well, not a Broadway house, but go to this theater, that theater, whatever, and then take it away. Um, and that means so much, especially to those like who can't travel, uh, whether through physical limitations or whatever else, uh, handy capabilities, I would correct myself to say. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's an interesting thought of like, it's gotta be hybrid. We've gotta continue this. The unions and the rights houses have to think about that and how that moves on in the future. And we have got to definitely check out some of these concerts and shows. Absolutely. Monday's Dark. Look it up. Uh, Fascinating. com. And what a cute name. The Space. Yeah. Because we're always talking about, well, in the space we can do. Oh, uh, yeah. When we get to the space. Mm -hmm. I loved your idea of the space in space. Well, you know, I'm always, I'm sort of an international, global, um, intergalactic uh, developer. Now. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> developing for. Um, I'm developing right now. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to help the Mars things get back home. When is there going to be a Susan Derry cabaret on Mars? <laughs> just kidding. We're going to take her album. I think just... I think Cheryl Darrow's going to get there before Susan does. No, wait a minute. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna, we, we were talking. We, we are going to be talking to some folks who work at NASA, but I do believe they've taken like KFC and Pizza Hut and different things to space. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't know what it tasted like. When they... We need some culture to go along with that uh, fast food, you know? Oh, sure, sure. I'm not sure if that that's the end, but I know that they have taken stuff from Earth and taken it to space. Sponsorships. Yeah. 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 Um, so how did our artwork turn out here? It's very colorful. I can't wait to get everyone's comments. It definitely looks like Vegas, sort of like a uh, an organized mess. That's, that's, it's bright and colorful. All the lights, all the excitement, all the traffic. Remember we saw um, Le Rev in Vegas at the Wynn? Yeah, and we saw Avenue Q at... Oh, I think Avenue Q was in Wynn. Yes. I don't remember. Uh, and we saw La Rev somewhere else? Maybe. Possibly. Maybe, Maybe that was the Venetian. We stayed in the Venetian. I don't remember. It was Vegas. It was years ago. Yeah. Over a decade ago. I just remember being in the airplane, and the airplane took like this really sharp right to somehow like get into the strip and I was like oh my gosh we are all laying on our side the landing in Las Vegas is notoriously bumpy um but 
Tonight was anything but bumpy. It was so great to reconnect with Cheryl. And I mean it. I really want to have her back in the fall and just just get a feel of how the summer's gone, how the spring's gone, what they're looking forward to in the next year. So yep. um, if you heard Pug snoring, um, that's just the audience. And that doesn't mean that they are not excited. It means they've already taken their little medicine, their... Uh... Their little Benadryl for the night for their itchies. They're they're sacked out on the couch. Eddie is currently like between two. <laughs> he's he's between two pillows. He's hidden himself between two pillows. You just see his face peek out. He kind of looks like the cheese in a taco. Mm-hmm. And bye bye is on um, the piano bench asleep. Not my piano bench that's at the piano, but it's a long story. Another piano bench. Okay, well, thank you so much for tuning in. This has been a great weekend of shows. We've appreciated all of our guests and all of you listening. And check out all of our guests' uh, resources. I mean, Simply Food by Ty, Matt Bogart, and all his stuff online, and Cheryl Darrow with The Space LV, and Monday's Dark. Check out their shows. And we have... Very exciting guests yet again uh, next weekend, so we can't wait for you to join us. Until then, as we always say, turn your heart into Into art. art. Good night, everybody. Good night.